Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood sub-genres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Thursday show. Morning studio. Morning. Okay, I have one of these voicemails from like voice memos from Jimmy Allen regarding yesterday. Oh yeah. So I want to go ahead and get to this so it doesn't disintegrate because I don't really know how long these last. So up first, Eddie, you do yours around the room. Producer Eddie, go ahead. Uh, I'm about to say something that's going to make me sound old, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. The deodorant company, the one I buy, I've been buying for 10, 15, 20 years, is ripping me off. I promise you, I promise you that they are putting less deodorant in that deodorant stick. Because back in the day, Bones, I used to buy deodorant and it would last the whole month. Uh Now, two weeks, I'm like, what? Where's the rest of it? It's the meme of... Homer Simpson's dad, Grandpa Simpson, at the clouds. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's 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 the meme right there. Um, because I mean, look, the, the the sticks the same size, the actual container, but inside they've shortened it. Uh, and they can't trick maybe me. Maybe you most. just need more. Maybe you're stinkier. Oh. Now. <laughs> that could be it. Remember the time you opened a bag of chips and there was not one chip in it? Yeah, it was nothing. It was all air. Like that's the thing I complain about. Man, they're getting this. Bro. Eddie opened a chip and he's like, back in my day, they put chips in this bag. <laughs> crazy, man. Well, that was a, like a, just an accident. Yeah, I'm going to go Lunchbox with my message doesn't disintegrate. I'll come back to you in a second. So, go ahead, go ahead, man. Lunchbox said he had some song from Jimmy Allen yesterday and was like, I shouldn't have it. It was sent to me as an accident. It's like breaking news. So I said, Jimmy, should Lunchbox have this song? What was it called? Uh, Small Town Anthem. Okay, here we go. Here's Jimmy. I haven't heard this yet. Let's he- hear what he says. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? So I was knocked out uh, when you said that earlier. Yeah, and I texted to him. He half sleep. He don't even remember. We was at my son's basketball game, and I texted to him and told him to check it out because it's one of the 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 two songs I'm thinking about going for the next single. And I, and I actually just wrote it, so I just texted to him to see if he thought about it. The lunchbox. <laughs> Hold on, second but, uh, one. It wasn't an accident. I did it on purpose. Second one coming up. Twelve seconds long. Yeah. I sent it to uh, Eddie too. He's on that. He's on that. He's on that same. Page. You got it, June. Yes. Why did you say something? It was 
text. I like watching Lunchbox just fall. I, I mean, think he has something. But what's crazy is they had this whole conversation about it, that. and he doesn't remember it. I don't remember that because it came like a day later. So I went and when you forget it, I, I guess we had a conversation about it. But well, there's the end of that. Yeah. Okay. But do you want to hear it? No, I don't think he wants it to be heard. He no. wants you to help him decide if he should. Well, that's use what I'm saying. But people single. can vote. I don't think it's TRL. <laughs> so there's mine. There's the end of that. He did not do it by accident. All right. I well, guess there was he... no note with it, so I thought it was an accident. Okay. okay. Uh, Lunchbox, you're up. Go ahead. Listen, everyone, whenever you go buy something like uh, pharmacy, anything, always ask for a coupon because it's amazing. I had to go get eardrops for one of my kids, and they were $206. And I said, I went to the window. I said, uh, man, uh, $206. He goes, yeah, let me see if insurance. He goes, no, that's with insurance. And I was like, "Can you? do you have like a coupon or anything? And he goes, I can get it down to $42. Wow. That's the only place that's worked for me, too, where I've been like, hey, do you have any? So-? And they go, yeah, we can add a coupon to it if you ask for it. And it cuts. I'm like, why should I have to ask for you to get it to $42? Just make it $42. Well, that would be like, well, why do I need to bring a coupon in the store? I saw it in the paper. I should just give me the milk for half off. But he goes, I don't know if I have a coupon, but I can. He starts pressing some things on the computer. He goes, I can get it down to 42 bucks. And he I'm probably like, doesn't know every single drug and every single coupon that's in for every drug. But, but the fact they did, it's awesome. That's amazing. But absolutely ask every time because I was just like, I, I yeah. thought about not buying it. What does Dave Ramsey say to do? Is uh, this the best price best you can give you me? Is this best the best price. price you can give me? Yeah. It's hard to say that on like drugs. Like, like, yeah, so. But that's the only place it's worked for me. I mean, unbelievable. Pharmacy. So yeah. thank you to the guy at the pharmacy. Don't know his name. We'll call him Bill, but I uh, appreciate you. Amy? I saw someone post this, and I was like, okay, this is funny and so true. So I want to see how it matches with the guys on the show. You can't send two questions to a man in the same text message or separate messages before receiving a reply to the first one. You will only get an answer to one of your questions. Simple creatures, slow down for them. Eddie, you're nodding yes. I just did this the other day. A friend of mine texted me, he said, hey, are you able to come to town and help me with this thing? And then, cool, hey, I hope the kids are doing well. Hey, how old is your oldest? So I'm like, I don't know which one to ask the answer, so I answered the second one. He's 15. Huh. And then he, later he's like, so are you able to come into town? I'm like, oh, yeah, that question. I forgot about it. I'm looking through my text with my wife. Either she knows I do this or she just doesn't ask two questions at a time because she will wait for one answer and then get to the next thing. Oh, I think she knows. She's figured out simple creatures. It's complicated. Also, it gives us a reason to not answer one of them. I like so it. So it's not even simple. I would just be like, oh, I don't want to answer that one. I'm going to pick that one so I don't have to answer yeah. that one. That's good stuff. So you call us simple. We're faking simple. Yep. We're actually quite advanced. Mm, mm-hmm. And just finding ways to not have to deal with your crap. How about <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah, okay. How about that? Boom. <laughs> yeah, I got him, bud. Got, got that one. Time now for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Morning studio. My nine-year-old son, fourth grader, announced he has a girlfriend. Oh, wow. He announced it right after Christmas break. He seemed so happy. I was excited for him to get to experience his first girlfriend. I found out recently they say, I love you to each other. I think they're too young to be saying this. And I did have a talk with him about it. Now, a couple of days ago, he saw her hug another boy and he got very upset. Of course, he doesn't know how to control his emotions yet. He's nine and he blew up. He apologized and assured him that he would never do this again. Well, they play Roblox together. She decided to add him, this other guy, into a group chat. He thought it was her other boyfriend. He blew up again, accusing her of cheating on him. Oh, man. Well, this is some real housewives ninth grade stuff. <laughs> nine year old. Yeah, nine year old. Oh, yeah, like not, yeah, not, yeah, nine year Wow. I think he is too emotionally attached to this girl, and I think they should break up. 
Again, he's nine. I don't want him to continue to have anger issues with her and end up not being liked at school, but also don't want him to see I'm a controlling mom. Should I make him break up with her? Should I just let it play out and end on its own? Sincerely, mom of a love-struck nine-year-old. Amy? I mean, I think I would sort of let it play out, but the the emotions part is what's sticking out to me. The anger issues? Yeah, yeah. So let's start identifying exactly what he's feeling and then doing different things to help him process that. And not so much like that. I mean, I remember in fourth grade having boyfriends. But well, good for you. I didn't have anything. Boyfriends? Like, yeah. Oh. I, yeah. How long? Fourth grade, fifth grade. Well, she had like three at one time, apparently in fourth grade. grade. I didn't have anything until I was like 26. But it didn't mean anything like other than maybe we talked on the phone, but barely actually come to think of it. When in an elementary school, we would talk on the phone, but then the minute you became boyfriend, girlfriend, like you basically ignored each other suddenly. So it's, I mean, I wouldn't worry Marriage. about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like marriage, yeah. 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 Okay, so I think the issue, too, is not the girl. I think the issue is his reaction to when things don't go his way with Absolutely. anger issues. Because this could be anything other than that. And it probably is. You're just not seeing it and super sensitive to it. So I think the issue is, why does he react this way when things aren't going his way? Because this can turn into something extremely problematic later on in life if you don't figure it out now. So... The girlfriend thinks fine. Is this going to come and go? You're not really going to be able to control that because he'll go like, yeah, we broke up. But did he really? Who knows? <laughs> but I think it's figuring out where the, the root of why he does this. And maybe they love each other. You ever you think about that, mom? <laughs> Fourth grade love. You ever think about that, mom? Oh, but they boy. don't. Who knows? I mean, you do hear stories of people like, we met in fourth grade, we're married That's true. now. That's true. What? When? Every like once Thomas in a while. Rhett, right? Like our grandmas and grandpas, they got married <laughs> when they were nine. Thomas Rhett. <laughs> uh, Thomas Rhett. <laughs> That's a good one. That's funny. Um, Okay, I'm going to end this email with this. I think the issue is figuring out why he blows up, like what that is, because it's not just happening in this only situation. There are other parts of his life that this is happening to. Find the root of it. Hopefully, if you address it, you can, I don't want to say get it fixed because it's not something you'll ever fix, but you'll at least have the tools to work on it if it does happen again. There's a good book. You can grab it on Amazon. It's called What Am I Feeling? And it walks you through, or your child, you can read it with them or they can read it on their own, all the emotions. And then there's a chart in the back. Love a chart. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes be, when you don't have the words, be a poster. You can, <laughs> there's a poster in the back. You can, <laughs> you can point. Yeah. All right. Thank you. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We've got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I want to go to Raymundo, who is our audio producer who pushes all the buttons. Ray, you just bought concert tickets to see an artist, but not here where we live. Correct. Who? Who? Who'd you buy the tickets for? Sam Hunt! Why did you not go to a show here? Uh, I don't know. His tour's weird, but he did the residency in Vegas, so I not- scooped up some of those tickets. Oh, you're going to go watch Sam Hunt in Vegas? Yep. Are Middle gonna- of April, I think. You going to try to meet him? Eh, no. There wasn't even an option for meet and greet. Yeah, but it's not like you can call people, <laughs> and it's like- not like you're obsessed with Sam Hunt. Well, I've met him in the studio yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool, though. But I mean, yeah, I'd have to pull some strings. Is it worth pulling strings to go to? I mean, I could probably set you up on a meet and greet, but you'll have to stand in line. Yeah! Now, hold on, hold on. You'd have to stand in line with other people who probably bought a meet and greet. It's all part of it. I mean, m- me, Sam, Bazer, a roulette wheel in Vegas. That'd no, be no, dope. no, no. You're not going to go gamble with him through the night. See, okay. But do you want to go to the meet and greet if he does one? Yeah, that, that would honestly be lit. And you'll stand with every, just wait in line and. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the reason we're going out there to see him, and then we'll do some gambling, too. To see him, like, watch the show? Watch the show, yeah. Okay. 
Is Ray a little too obsessed with Sam Hunt? For sure. For me to set this up or no? No, I think it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, no. See, Lunchbox knows it's going to be a, a, just a nightmare. Well, Ray, like, got a shirt from him. What did he give you as a gift? Uh, he gave me some Air Force Ones, I believe. There was also a coat and then, uh, yeah, a shirt as well. And you used to wear it all the time? I still do. Mm-hmm. And why did, just, he get, why did yeah. he get you those gifts? I don't know. It was something where... I, they just heard that I liked him a lot, and so they get, did a Christmas gift from they him. They just heard. Oh, that's right. They got him a Christmas present because Ray was psycho stalker on the air. There we go. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And Ray will have a couple drinks before the meet and greet, so it's going to get real awkward. That's when it's going to be great. Okay, what artist, and you? I don't want you to do it for yourself, but what artist is everybody most obsessed with? Ray would be Sam, Sam Hunt. Hunt. Sam Hunt, for okay. sure. Lunchbox. Would it be Tina, Tina Turner. Turner? Yeah, that's got to be. The most, mm-hmm. probably Tina Turner- then Eminem? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it, it, the hard part is just Tina Turner's not, she's yeah, but not doing music anymore. Matter. But you don't, get to, you, you don't get to fight for your person. We have to assign I'm, it Okay, to that's you. fine. Yeah. I'll take it. Tina, Tina Turner, then Eminem. For Eddie. I don't know. Probably Garth, Garth Brooks. I mean, hey, he's the one person when he comes to the studio, I can't talk. Like I, Pearl, the other Pearl Jam, yes. oh, yeah. Garth 100%. Brooks, Tim McGraw, probably Eddie. Dude, I love Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. Like he's just perfect to me. <laughs> Like, this dude is just perfect. I would not say idiot for a meet and greet. Not with that. <laughs> you are perfect. Amy would be George Strait. For sure. Taylor Swift. Oh, oh yeah, man. Taylor. Who are we forgetting about Amy? Anybody else? Amy. It just comes to mind. Those George Strait, Taylor good. Swift. The Who chicks, maybe. Yeah, but not like Die not, Hard. Not like Taylor Swift or okay. George. And then me? Oh, Garth. Um, John, John Mayer. Mayer Foo Fighters. No, Rivers oh, Cuomo oh, guy. Yes. Oh, Rivers, because yes. you've never met him. Well, we have met him. him. He hung out with Weezer. me in Vegas. Yeah, that's their name. Um, I met him a couple times. Oh, the Nirvana. Uh, I went to watch him last week. They were good. The, <laughs> no, no, the back Nirvana. in the day. <laughs> no, no, they're not old. Like, <laughs> they were dead before I could afford a concert. I know, but you he really yeah. liked them uh-huh. in your grunge days. Uh-huh. Ooh, Counting Crows. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish. Nah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> I got a lot. We'll be here all day, boys and girls. All right, Ray, I'm going to see about setting you up for that Sam Hunt. Yeah. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a family in South Carolina, and they order pizza for pizza night. And they like get, your family. Like every Friday. They order Domino's, and the delivery driver comes in, and it's an older lady. Her name's Barbara Gillespie, and she falls. She's trying to get up the steps. Oh, she falls. The no. pizza goes all over the place. And the owners feel really bad, but it all got captured on the doorbell camera. Oh, so, no. So they put it on TikTok. Why would they do that to the but old lady? Listen, that's what I'm talking about. Why would they do that to the old lady? That's awful. Hopefully to help her. Well, let's see. Amy, that's what this story they always ends bad on Tell Me Something Good? So I got a bad feeling about it. Go <laughs> they ahead. They put it on TikTok and said, guys, we feel really bad about our delivery driver. Can we please do a Go, GoFundMe and raise some money for her? So they raised $264,000. I watched wow. her fall. I know. It's a bad And fall. then she hits the chair that's yeah. sitting on the porch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Hey, but the video got shared 16 million times. I hear you. I wish she wouldn't have fallen. But listen, now Barbara, she gets oh. to retire. Yeah. She put in her two weeks notice. Yeah, but as, she's going to be limping for the rest well, of her life. I, I know. But yeah, dang. but. Old she, people falling, not funny. She can limp to the bank. It's yeah. funny up until like 27. And then it starts to get a little less funny. Watch people fall. Here's the deal. I love the story, but yeah. 16 oh. million times, you know most of those people watch that just it's to It's Lunchbox laugh. 15 million times. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny. Like, she could have, A, taken two trips to the car. She had her hands full. Way too full. It's like coming in from the grocery yeah, store with I your know. arms too full. Like, way too full. And then oh. 
$264,000 because she had a little fall. Let's That's go. not little, first of all. She wiped out. Yeah, yeah, but it ain't like she went at home on a stretcher. She, she also was walking really slow up. Like, you could tell that she has some... Oh, yeah. Goodness. She doesn't move very well. Right, she was with. trying to get up that last step. And she was just working, probably. Yeah, and she's older. Mike, you gotta stop showing me the video, bro. <laughs> he keeps running it on repeat. Oh, good for her. I'm glad that she made all that money. Yeah. That's a good story. Except for the people that are like Eddie laughing at that video. Over I'm over. not <laughs> laughing at you. No people were, though. All right, is that it? <laughs> that's it. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Our listeners are intrigued. Why do you put Kool-Aid in your toilet? The water company told me to do it. So for months, we've had issues with our water bill. One month I came on and told y'all it was $600 and $500. I was doing everything to try to lower it. People came out, no issues, finally got it down to $90. But you didn't do anything different. They just said... I called and complained yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden your next bill is $90. Right. <laughs> like- <laughs> right. Well, I guess uh, they couldn't keep up with that. So I I got a new bill high again. So like 300 I- range or 600 again? Three, almost 400. Mm. So, I mean, that doesn't make sense, right? So I asked the water company to please send someone out. So he came, checked the meter. He said the meter numbers were basically saying, like, this is just, this is not actually what's happening, but the numbers are representing that, say I had a water faucet just on all day long. Water just blowing out of there. I'm like, okay, well, that's not the case. There's nothing on. So he said, okay, let's let's do a little experiment with your toilets. Go get some of that old school grape Kool-Aid powder and put it in one full pack in all of your toilets. Like the tank of it? The tank. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I don't oh, have so the, the, the actual yeah. issues, but it could be like a flapper issue. Uh-huh. And somehow if purple from the purple Kool-Aid ends up in the bowl, the toilet bowl, then there's an issue. And so Yeah, but that that can't be accurate either fully because why? Because it you would can't only use it. Fi- you can't use it. What? You, you, no, you, no, I know, but I'm saying if it follow me here. If there's purple in the tank and that purple goes down to the bowl, but it's not leaving the bowl. But if the flaps close, yeah, you're not flushing it, so it should stay yeah, in the you, tank. You, you, right, right. But I'm saying it's not a nonstop situation. The water it shouldn't I be that know. high still. Listen. It's mm. just one shift down into the bowl. That's it. That's not gonna cost you four hundred bucks. If it's gone out of there and then it's gone out of the bowl too, that's where it's all gone. Who knows how often that's circulating with all that water. Okay, listen. So you need to do grape on top, cherry on bottom. (laughs) That's what he told me to do. (laughs) I don't know. But it does make sense though just to see if the tank, if there's a problem with the tank. If something's wrong and water's just running. And so pretty much only one of my toilets was good to go. The others, all issues. And it was all drinkable? Mm, And I had to have... (laughs) In the bowl? (laughs) Yeah. I know. My son was like, yum, this is amazing. All your bowls Uh, had the toilet. So I had to have Hiller, the happy face truck today, Mm. come out and fix these flappers. So this is just step one in the mystery. So now we got to wait for another bill cycle to see what is happening. I don't know. Happening. It seems fishy. It seems fishy still because, like I said, it, follow me. Your tank's full of water. It's got water that's 12 inches high. Yeah. It all is Kool-Aided up and goes into your bowl. If your bowl just got Kool-Aided in it, it's only 12 inches that's up there. Now, that's going to cost a little more, but it's not going to double your bill. And if that's one or two toilets, it's not that much water, like leaving a water faucet on the whole time. Well, yes. If, if the flapper is not working, it'll never get back to that 12 inches, so it consistently runs because it's but running. But then the bowl would be higher. I mean, I didn't know you guys and were plumbers. the bowl plumbers. would be yeah. I had to be. <laughs> hey, real people know what it's like to jiggle a handle right. to get the toilet yeah, I, to even I, stop I, running. I, I do the jiggle the handle. I've jiggled before. Yeah. So it's like I had to kind of become a plumber when I grew okay. up. Okay. Because 
We had broken toilets all the time. But the fact that you know that if it go, doesn't go down the bowl, the point it's is, not really going. It fills back up. But it would it would overflow the toilet if that were the case because it wouldn't stop ever. It doesn't naturally just go down without flushing. That's the case. If it does, then it's like that. But no, it's not. She has freaking cranberry delight in her toilet. <laughs> Black yeah. cherry yes. Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I'm not buying it, Amy. I'm letting you know that's probably a case a little bit, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, we'll see. That's that stinks. Mm-hmm. I bet you get a cheaper bill. You get like a forty dollar bill next month. Can't wait. Mark my words. Okay. And you'll get some free Kool Aid in the mail from the yeah. Kool-Aid company for hearing this. All right. <laughs> Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. A podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We were talking about how kids don't really want to drive like we did when we were kids, mostly because it's rideshare, Uber, Lyft. 
They don't have to have a car to get to the places they have to get to. With that being said, we use Uber a decent amount, even though we have cars, and have two crazy Uber stories. Lunchbox, you're first. So I took one home from your uh, million-dollar show the other night, and the guy picks me up. I get in the back, and as we're driving, he keeps taking his hands off the wheel because he's jamming out to music. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting in the back going, uh, do do you say something like uh, uh, and so I was like hands on the wheel so you were telling him how to drive yes yeah. because his my life is in his hands and he is getting so lost in his music what kind of music though uh, it was, was outcast it oh, okay, oh outcast. nice that's a good one yeah, and he, older. he was just rocking it and he was just throwing his hand and I was like hands on the wheel hands on the wheel and I can't see if his eyes are closed because when you're jamming sometimes oh he had closed <laughs> eyes and hands yeah. in the air He's and I'm feeling like, it I, I get you're feeling it, but put the hands on the wheel and bob your head up and down. And Did he do that? And then, okay, and he put his hands back on the wheel. <laughs> okay, and, about, <laughs> and then about five seconds later, he started jamming again, hands, and he put one hand on the wheel, and then he'd have the other hand, in the, and I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, please stop. And You got home safely. I got home safely. Did you rate him any worse? No. Did you tip him? Because he did have good music. Like, the oh, music was fun. Hey, shake like, it, shake shake, <laughs> like, shake it. Because it's like, was it a friendly driver? He was friendly. Was it a good, like, mu- like clean car? It was a clean car. It, it didn't say anything about, did he have his hands on the wheel? Did you enjoy Outcast? Hey, y'all? If so, hit. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but it was just like, uh, I was like, uh, uh, and That's weird. W- would you say something? Do you say something? Because I did, and I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell these people how to drive. I don't know. I love I've, the, I've, I've corrected Uber drivers yeah. before on the way they're going. Oh. If I know the place. They don't like that. I'm like, hey, this, especially to the airport. I know the way to the airport. I go all the time. And I know the traffic and when it's bad. And I was like, hey, I know the GPS says this, but I promise you, we do this all the time. If you want to go up here. I say it like that. Not like, hey, you're doing wrong. But if you want to go up here, you can do this. And they'd be like, no. And then I'll go, hey, I really do think you should go this way. Because we're kind of on a time time crunch. Yeah. And it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do know the way. So, but the hands, I don't know what I do about the hands. (laughs) Hands, 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 hands. hands. Here's the other one. Morgan, what happened to you? So when I got in, I realized somebody else was also in the car. Not just the driver. There was somebody else sitting in the passenger seat. So it wasn't like when Abby met the guy she wanted to go on a date with, where you share. You didn't do Uber share. I didn't do Uber share. This was just me picking up an Uber. I get in. There's two people in the front seat. Oh, they're coming to kidnap you and kill you. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a guy and a girl. And over, I sat in there and contemplated getting out for a minute. But as I started to hear their conversation, I realized they were friends. This girl in the front seat was just riding along with her guy friend. He should let you know then as soon as you get in. Oh. There has to be something said, hey, I'm Mike. I hope it's cool. This is my friend. We're just, she's just Hanging out. something that needs to be addressed. Otherwise, it feels completely unsafe. Yeah, oh, or it's my it girlfriend on date night. It's two versus one. Yeah. And that's and I, why it feels unsafe. Yeah, so I sent my Uber ride to, like, all my friends and my mom. I'm like, if I don't make it out of this car, you guys know I'm not safe. And you didn't say anything about it? No, because he didn't say anything. So I just assumed, I'm like, does he just think this is okay? Again, I don't know if I'd have said anything either. Unless they were going to the airport. And I'd have been like, hey, you two, this is not the way. <laughs> there you go, By the way, way, why are there two of you? I did watch my tracking the whole time. I was like, are we going to the right place? Yeah, that's bizarre, too. Would you have gotten out, though, or would you have stayed? I think... I'd have probably gotten in and just prayed to God I didn't get murdered again. But it's also different for guys and girls. I agree, because Morgan is a woman. Yeah. Yes. Who is small. I mean, at some point, I, I think you got to say, and who is this? Mm-hmm. Like, am I paying for her ride? Like, what's going on? Like, weird. That's a weird way to go at it, but I, I do. I, I don't think I'd do that. understand that. that. Like, yeah. I know you're Bill, but who is she? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, let me think. I'm getting in the car. Open it up. Oh. 
Oh, oh, did I accidentally or order Uber Share? Mm-hmm. If so, I messed up because there's somebody else in the car. Maybe that's because that's what came to my mind instinctually, and then that would make him address. Well, no, no, this is her, and we've come together to kill you. Uh, <laughs> then you have to say that. Or then you get out. Then you get out. Yeah. Have you ever had to prematurely like get out of an Uber? No, but once I accidentally ordered Uber Share, and we stopped at somebody's house, and I'm like, "What's happening here?" And he's like, "We're picking this," and I'm, and they got in the seat beside me. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, "What? What? What's happening?" And then I looked down and it said, you're doing Uber share. And I pushed the wrong button. And then we had to go, we stopped at like some <laughs> pharmacy. So no, but I've accidentally been in a weird situation like that. But it was my fault. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when my Uber driver hit a person. Oh, that's right. They, uh, oh, a pedestrian. Right. Yeah. And you had to do the awkward thing of, hey, I want to go. Oh, yeah. I was like, I- I'm getting, he's like, here, let me go handle this. Hold on. <laughs> like, Hold on. No, no. End ride. I'm yeah. ready. I got another one. He was so casual about it. And then he got out and, you know, police, fire trucks, all these things start arriving. And I'm like, <laughs> nothing to see here. I'm ordering another End. Uber. <laughs> yeah. A voicemail from Joy in St. Petersburg, Florida. Hey, Lunchbox. I'm just wondering how you would feel about if your wife buys a lottery ticket and wins the grand prize. Do you think you deserve half of what she wins? <laughs> Hope y'all have a great day. Yeah, I do. But if you win? Uh, I could keep that. But what's the difference? Uh, I'm the one that's providing most of the financial support no, no, for no, our no. family. But it doesn't matter. She buys a lottery ticket with her money because you guys have separate bank accounts. Yep. Why does she not get to keep it all, but you do? She bought it with her own money. Man, you guys got a hard... I'm, I'm trying to argue, but... Yeah, it's I, tough. I, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Kendra in New uh. Hampshire left this voicemail. I have met you, Bobby, at your book signing in Boston, and I was born and raised in Manchester, New Hampshire. So you have met someone that was born and raised in New Hampshire. You could have called and said, I met someone born and raised on Mars. I can't prove it. But it, no one has. No so one has come up to me that. ever in real life saying, I was born and raised. I live in New Hampshire. Yeah. Here's my driver's license. It says New Hampshire. I don't think that it's it's real. And if it is, it's a utopia of wonderfully beautiful people who don't cause any problems at all. I'm starting to go on your side on this. If Weird. it's real, I want to go there and live there. <laughs> they don't cause problems. I've never driven through it. I should. I looked. There were no flights there. Oh, God. What? Oh, man. Yeah, there are no flights. Don't ask me. I don't want to be a Weird. flat I don't want to be a flat earther here. <laughs> Come on. But shout out to anybody listening in New Hampshire right now because we... Hey, finger quotes. We supposedly have listeners there. Uh-huh. We do. I know. It's 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 got to be the greatest place. I'm telling you, cornucopia is everywhere. It's like Thanksgiving all the time with the big <laughs> horn with all that. That's what I picture if it's real. But thank you, Kendra, for the call. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right, next time you go to the bathroom, I want you to time yourself if you're peeing. I only have one free hand. Well, this is important. And, and I'm always afraid I'm going to drop the phone in the toilet if I even look at <laughs> yeah. Twitter. So I hear you, but go ahead. Apparently, we should be peeing for 21 seconds. That's how long it takes us to empty our bladders. And if it takes you less time than that, you went to the bathroom too soon. If it takes There's you- There's no going too soon. As soon as I feel yeah. that, As soon as that little sparkle, oh, <laughs> I try to go right then just in case. It's like keeping my phone charged over 90%. Just in case, I'm not able to get back to it. Well, if it takes you more time than that, you went to the bathroom too late. Either way, you're doing a disservice to your bladder and you're training it wrong, which can lead to overactive bladder issues as you get older. I feel this. 
I haven't trained my bladder at all. <laughs> no. I haven't sent any classes at PetSmart. No, I've done nothing. But we can. If we start timing it, we can train it. Yeah, just yeah. right. I'm probably not going to do that, but I appreciate that effort. Mm-hmm. PSA. All right, what else? <laughs> so there's two women from Real Housewives that have a podcast called Reasonably Shady. They're from oh, I saw this. Potomac. That yeah, one, Eminem I don't watch that one. wants to sue them, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, they filed for a trademark, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've had Slim Shady and Shady since the 90s. Yeah, if he owns it, he owns it. And you can trademark it if you can show that you've created and have full ownership, and it's a brand. There are things that we trade. Back when I was trademarking everything, or thought I could, I would just be like, I want to trademark Water is Wet. And they're like, well... It's universally used. You can't. And you have to have a brand. You can't just have a slogan. Okay. It's got to be branded or branded or, or sloganed a lot on different brands. If he owns Shady, then he has that. It says that he has filed legal papers to stop them because he thinks the nicknames are his. So it doesn't say specifically here if he actually has the trademarks. They but. should not do that because he will rap about them and their lives will never be Ooh. the same. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hate her. Yeah, she's dead. I can't cut her head off like him. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? The, what? That was dark. All right, what else? Sarah Evans, who one of my favorite songs of her is Suds in the Bucket. Now our daddy's in the kitchen staring at the windows, scratching and rocking his brain. Uh, well, she now has Buds in the Bucket because she has her own CBD line of products. And the reason why she created this was because it's offered her so much relief from joint pain and anxiety. So she put together her whole line. It's called Born to Fly CBD by Sarah Evans. Yeah, CBD is like NutraSweet. It ain't real sugar. No. It's not the real. <laughs> yeah, it has the a real little, um, you know, leaf on the Yeah, but it's CBD. I, I, for me, I personally feel like CBD snake oil does nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So, and I've tried to, I've tried to, you, know, you don't get high. It doesn't have the THC in it. But they say all these, for me, it's not worked at all. I mean, I've taken it every way. Through when every hole, tra- rubbed it in okay. every part of my oh, body. Yeah. What? Well, that's what you did a hand motion that you've tried. I rubbed things on my knee. Like, I've also done the thing, the roll on. I've taken pills. Oh. I've taken, I've rolled like the, you know how they have the stick rolly? <laughs> yeah. You've done that thing for like outside of your joint. None of that works. What no. about under your tongue? I didn't roll it on my tongue. It won't fit. I tried. I no, under. a dropper. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I think I've done that too. Yeah. I got a whole thing. It doesn't work for me. I'm not saying it doesn't work for everybody, but I need to go for the hard stuff, is what I feel like. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. Thank you. I mean, that's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a woman named Kristen. She's been colorblind her whole life. And she heard about the special glasses that allow you to see color. So she said, I'm going to wait till my wedding day. By the way, her wedding was also happening at Disney World, which there are a lot of awesome colors there. I'm told. I'm also a bit colorblind <laughs> myself. <laughs> so she goes, there's just so much pressure for them to work, though. Like, if you're going to wait for your wedding day and you haven't used them at all... And then you're like, okay, I'm ready to see color. I'm out, and it, then it doesn't work. Like, yeah. wah, wah. <laughs> however, it did. And so she's emotional. Walt Disney World shared the story. Quote: She was elated when she saw the world and her groom Nick in color for the first time. And so there are these glasses, and I've tried them. They don't work on me because I have one eye that's just, it's like eight percent vision in my right eye. But I'm very jealous of people that have these kind of stories. I think this, to me, is Lunchbox's story of someone winning the lottery. Oh. When he's like, I can't believe it. They won. I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're like that now. Well, I I'm happy you. for them. I just wish it worked for me. And then I am what is considered. My whole life, I was told I was colorblind because anything over like a 6.5 in darkness all starts to look black. Green, blue, black. Anything brown, it all looks black to me. But now, woke culture says I'm color deficient. Oh. Mm. 
Because colorblind is all gray and just black and white. But I don't know anybody that's full black and white. Yeah, I don't either. Back in the good old days, I was just colorblind because I couldn't see a lot of colors. <laughs> now. CD. Oh, so you think maybe most people are color deficient. They just say colorblind. Absolutely. Because I'll never forget Travis in high school. He was a football player. And he wore a purple tie with like a yellow shirt. And we are like, dude, you know that doesn't even match. He goes, I'm colorblind. Right. Oh, my bad. Cool. All right. Like, he sure looked- wasn't lying, though. <laughs> Oh, now I call, you know what? He might have been lying just because we called him out. I had a friend that would help me match clothes for different, like I would go speak at like Kiwanis Club, which is like Key Club stuff yeah, I or that. FCA stuff. And so I had a friend that helped me because I would take two or three sets of clothes with me. But the good old days, I was colorblind. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to hit Travis up, see if he's really colorblind. No, just send him two colors and be like, hey, bud. <laughs> what do you see here? Yeah, what's which one's <laughs> which one's brown? Which one's red? And if he knows, you know he's a big liar. All right, All right that, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for the investigative morning corny. Now, sometimes how funny the joke is gets lost in us trying to answer a bunch of them. We have 30 seconds to get one joke. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I feel like if you get it out of the gate in five seconds, you're going to want more. I know you. It's a good feeling. No, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can celebrate for 25 seconds. We could. 30 seconds, one joke. Let's see how many weeks we can keep our streak going. Come on. Ready. Ready. Go. The morning corny. Why did the fish make such a good musician? Go scales. He knew all the scales. Oh, he knew all the scales. Yeah. See? Go, hit it. I hit it. Wow. Hit it. Let's go. Thank you. Hit it. Man, hey, wow. good job, Bones. Wow. We didn't even celebrate for 30 Look, seconds yet. It is what it is. That's how you play this game. That's You're on fire today. What it's all about. Tell me something good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eddie. Clear eyes. Full hearts can't lose. Should we do another joke? No. <laughs> wow. I'm, sta- I'm staying with it. I'm feeling wow. good. Close it up there. That was the morning corny. Lunchbox, what do you remember about Madeline McCann? Uh, she was a little girl. I don't know what country it was, but she was in a hotel room and her parents went out to dinner. They came back. Gone. They were in a Portuguese resort. Yeah. So it was in Portugal. She was a British girl, a little blonde girl. So it was huge news back in 2007. She was three years old. And that's why it was such a story. Like, they left their three-year-old. And they went to dinner. And she was abducted. Like, why would you leave your three-year-old? Yeah. Were they in on it? Were they? All these things happened. Did somebody know? They never found her. And so it was kind of like the, the story here in the States with JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah. But, yes. But... They they found her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now they know she died. She right. died. She's dead. But this girl, they had never they've never found. Never found. Don't know what happened to her. Over a decade they've been looking for her. So there is a girl who now thinks she's her. Stop it. What? And so it's all over TikTok too. And so Julia is the girl's name. She's twenty one, but that could be a lie as well. Meaning she may not know exactly how old she is because oh they've tried God. to cover up her age. Julia Wendell, 21, has posted numerous pieces of evidence to social media, most of which are side-by-side comparisons of similar physical characteristics between herself and young Madeline McCann. And there's this true crime TikToker who does a pe- podcast called People Are the Worst, and she starts breaking it down. And so here is clip one where she's talking about Julia's story, that's her now, and how Julia doesn't remember much about her childhood. 
This is Julia, the girl in the middle. She is a Polish woman who thinks she may be Madeline McCann. A few months ago, her grandmother said something to her. We don't know what she said, but it led her to start researching this. She had never heard of Madeline McCann. And then looking back, she's like, well, I don't really remember my childhood either. It's very blurry. Whenever she asks her parents about it, they like change the subject. They're very weird about it. She's never seen a picture of her mom pregnant with her. She's asked for that and they like laugh and they're like, you're crazy. So these things are first. Oh and you're like, goodness. okay, who knows? So this is the clip here where, where they talked about a side-by-side -side of the photos and their similarities. They do have similar physical features, their chin, their nose, but mostly the same mark on the right eye, although Julia does uh, address that hers has faded a little bit as she's gotten older. The only thing is Julia's 21, Madeline would be 19 at this point, but she believes her age may have been alive her whole life. Her right eye is a young kid. You see a close-up of her face. It's got like a straight line right in the bottom of her eye, like a straight dark line. And then her as a 21-year-old or who knows, it is the, that line is there, but it's faded, but there's still like something there. Wow. Yeah, so then you're going, going, okay, now level two. Level one, I was like, this could be anything. Yeah. Her mom didn't show her a picture of her pregnant. But then you see the pictures of the little line. And even though it's not exactly the same, our physical characteristics do change. Yeah, they wear off those and marks. Wear, but they're still there. But it's there's still that line there. Right. Hey man, I'm I'm buying it right now. So I'm in uh, level uh, two. I'm, I'm like, I'm I need to spend to more in. time with this and see what's up. <laughs> I'm pulling up these pictures. So here's the next one. She says Julia has a connection with someone who is allegedly a person in question to the Madeline McCann disappearance. Here. She's also a victim of German pedophile Peter Ney, who she says is Martin Ney's son. Martin Ney is a pedophile and German serial killer who was questioned and suspected of Madeline's disappearance. Oh I mean, there you go. What? Well, that's not a there you go. I mean, well, it's not I a, I'm it's, sold. That's not a there you go, but yeah. maybe for you it's a there wow. you go. Wow, I'm, I was sold after one. So this week, Madeline McCann's parents, Kate and Jerry McCann, have asked her to take a DNA test. Mm. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. Come on, come on, come on. my next question. Wow. Okay. Huh. And we don't know the results of that yet. The whole thing is the physical resemblance, which is the eye disorder. When McCann went missing, a Colobama abnormality in her right eye was used as a major identifying feature. A Colobama, if I'm saying it right, not our president, but yeah. Colobama, <laughs> is a hole in the structure of the eye, often causing a visible tear or hole. The sources at people are the worst underscore pod on TikTok. Wow. So that's what I read and I was going through. I was watching other people talk about it too. If I'm betting money. Mm. Oh, you put a little bit on it. <laughs> Got to. I, DraftKings don't have, don't have a lineup. I got to put a on dollar it. on this one. Oh, man. There's, a, there's like a cheek thing too. Yeah. But it's funny like we spend all this time on all the like, you know, ooh, her age, you know, they're not talking about her childhood. But like like Amy said, you had DNA. That should be the first well, one. Well, <laughs> but the parents have come. Now the parents have, well, you can't just get to the parents of Madeline McCann and be like, give us your DNA. That takes a long time. Yeah. Because they're not just anybody that's claiming this. They're just not going to go, yeah, match it with her. Let's see. But as the parents, you, I mean, this is. But again, there could be a lot of people claiming a lot of things at Madeline McCann. Sure. So they want to not just give their DNA out. But maybe they feel like, though, there's something substantial to this. Oh, my gosh. So they're going to. Mike, do you watch this, too? Because I sent it to Mike. And I, what do you think? Do you think this is Madeline McCann? No, I think maybe she got put up for adoption as a kid and just strange coincidence. You think this girl was also adopted. Yeah. Doesn't keeping, know her backstory. And she also has an eye thing. They're just keeping it from her. Strange coincidence. And like a little I cheek think. similar thing. Yeah. So they, do they just don't want to say, okay, yeah, you, you, we, you were adopted. That's why we don't have a picture. Yeah, I think it's it just a strange coincidence. Simple to say. I'm going to bet that it's not. But, man, I'm, I'm 
thinking about it. And then the connection with the pedophile. Yeah. Guys. Is a dad? Guys. Weird. Golly, yeah. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Amanda in Tulsa. Oh, do we just lose her? Ray, did the phones just black out? I don't really know. Everybody got eliminated. They all ran out of phone gas, apparently. (laughs) We're talking about gas here. Okay, we'll get back to that then. So, Eddie asked me this morning if I've ever ran out of gas. Like, ever. Because I'm thinking there's no way. There are two things I don't want to say that don't happen to me that I am constantly watching out for. It's running out of gas and my phone dying. Like, if there's a charger, I'm plugging in. Oh, I need some charge. I'm below 80. I need a charge. And if my car starts to get down on gas, I fill it up. That The halfway mark is empty to me because I don't want to be stuck somewhere. So the answer is no on the running out of gas. Okay, I knew it. 
But you almost did. Oh, my gosh. But listen, to th- th- again, some stories are just made for Disney movies. Guys, this was crazy. So I'm driving down the road, and this week's been crazy. Like, we've had the Million Dollar Show, and lots been going on where I just forgot I needed gas. And I'm driving, and my car just starts going... And I'm like, what is happening? Sounds like Porky Pig. Right. (laughs) It's a bad feeling. And I look down. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm below E. This is terrible. And there's no gas station in sight. And I'm going up a hill. So I said, you know what? I'm going to close my eyes. Well, not really. I didn't close my eyes because I'm driving. I said a little prayer. You probably closed your eyes. But anyway. (laughs) So you pray during Sput. I said to the man upstairs, I'm like, look, just get me through this, please. Whatever. You know, I'll do whatever. Help me. You owe him. I'll do whatever. (laughs) Help me. And I get up this hill, and it's like a mirage. It's a gas station. In the distance. And I put pedal to the metal, dude. I floor it. And he goes all the way down the hill. And I cruise into the gas station, and I make it to the pump. Wow. What do you credit that to? I mean, the man upstairs. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. That's a great feeling. It, it was amazing. Bones, I was freaking out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm there's no gas. Uh, what am I going to do? I'm like, my, my wife was in the other part of town. I'm like, I'm stuck. Not the other part of town, dear oh, God. Oh, no. Other, wow. You didn't say the other part of town. It would have been an hour. Wow. At so, least. It, that stinks. If well, you, so what do you owe him? Guess. Yeah, well, I don't know. Lord. What's that's the deal? Be, that's between me and Well, no, you never upstairs. made a deal. You just <laughs> gave him some sort of generic. <laughs> we'll see. I guess you he'll tell find me. something. Lunchbox, you ever run out of gas? Uh, I was 15 years old. I took my brother's car. Uh, my parents weren't home. My brother wasn't home. I went to see a chick, and his gas was really low anyway. And I was like, if I put gas in it, they're going to know. So on the way home, though, it starts going, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I start and I'm 15. I don't have a driver's license permit, anything. And so I run three red lights and I'm at the fourth red light and I'm going left and there's a gas station on the right and it dies right there at the light. And I'm just like, I'm going to jail. I'm in so much trouble. I am freaking out. And I get out of the car and I start walking and the lady next to me goes, oh, do you need a ride to the gas station? Drove me to the gas station. She bought me gas. I put it in the car. How'd you put it in the car? She have a gas tank? No, they have the gas cans at the gas station. She bought me one of those because I'm 15, man. Who I is this angel? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Wow. And I drove, and then I went to the gas station and put, and so I put like a quarter tank in, and I got home, and of course they, my brother never said anything, but I was like, oh, you owe the big man too. Yeah, did you? Oh, you guys both are in debt. I, you thought, I thought I was gonna get arrested, and then I wasn't gonna be able to get my license at 16. <laughs> everything, all to go see a chick. Me and her, I took her to the mall, went back to her place, you know. And uh, okay, don't all you right. know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Amy, you ever run a gas? Of course. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, 16. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> 22. I, I ride on empty, but I haven't in years. But one time, there's always hills involved, right? When I always. 16 had my a Bronco, I'm driving up a hill, and I don't even think I made it to the top of the hill. Pulled over. Oh, I had to embarrassingly call my parents. Someone came and helped me. I can't remember who. Yeah, you're 15 and 16, though. Different yeah. than being 30. But you would or think 35. Yeah, I'm 43. I, I, I would... Done this for a little bit, you know? You've been driving for a little bit. Uh, let's go over to Ryder in Tennessee, who's on the phone. Ryder, what's the deal, dude? So you're driving, you run out of gas, and then apparently had to walk for miles. No. Ryder, what's up, buddy? So I was riding my dirt bike down the road, and I was like, something wrong with it. So I was pulled over, and I didn't ran out of gas like a few miles down the road and then my neighbor asked hey you want to ride and I was like no nah, I'll be alright I can get it home and he was like alright you be safe and then I had to walk a few miles home I would have taken the ride Did you push the bike yeah why <laughs> I would have legged it like yeah, a scooter 
No, I had to uh, push the dirt bike home. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. appreciate that. I ain't riding a dirt bike because I'm a wimp. It'd be cool, though. It would be cool. I was talking to Chase Rice yesterday. came over to the house. We did an hour interview for BobbyCast. And he was talking about a lot of the mistakes he had made. He goes, man, I smoked a guy. like punched him in the face early. He's talking about non-good times. And he was talking about it in the way of, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And all I'm thinking of, man, I wish I'd have smoked one person one time. Just popped. Like, I wish I would have, like, been, wish I'd have ridden a dirt bike. I wish I'd have been able to punch somebody in the face one time. Because I ain't doing it now. You've never punched anyone in the no. face? Never run a gas. <laughs> never been on a dirt uh-huh. bike. I was on a little bike when I was doing Breaking Bobby Bones in Montana, but even then they wouldn't put me on a full dirt bike. I was like, I'll wreck this, guys. And <laughs> never smoked anybody. <laughs> Whack, right in the face. Yeah, me either. I've never done that. Kristen in New York, you're on the show. What's going on? Hi, good morning, show. Morning. Um, Dang it. Following with my ran out of gas story. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. So when I was younger, I don't do this anymore. I was driving and I saw my gas was low. So I was trying to make it to the gas station and my car ran out of gas at the intersection where the gas station was. So I got out of my car and I walked over to the gas station thinking they would let me borrow a gas can, but they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And they had a tow truck, but they wouldn't come and tow my truck or my car rather. And so I bought a gallon of water, dumped out the water, filled up the water gallon with gas and filled my put gas in my car that way. You showed him. Oh, wow. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> she showed him. I like that. And you got home safely, it sounds like, because she's safe right now. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, thank you for I, the call. Yeah, I went on to the next gas station. And you never oh, went back yeah. to that bad one who wouldn't help you. No. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah. I appreciate that. Let's go to Jeff quickly, who is in Virginia. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Bobby. What's going on, buddy? Man, it's all you. Go ahead. Oh, man. So... So I got one for you. This is probably back in the late 80s, early 90s. I was probably eight or nine years old, I would assume. Uh, me and my brother went to go get McDonald's, go get some chicken nuggets, fry, you know, with some I, hot mustard. I know. hot mustard, baby. And, um, <laughs> so we, we were driving my mama's 71 Ford Torino, okay? Get in, go up around the line, get our food. We, we, we placed the order. And as we're going to the pickup window, the car just runs out of gas. Just put right in the middle of the drive-through. So the people in the McDonald's had to come out, push oh. us up to the drive-through window, pay for pay for our food. Then we had to hop out and push it into a parking space. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> and it's yeah. on somebody's security footage for sure. <laughs> like there's a camera that saw all that. Hey Jeff, how's your day going today so far, buddy? Awesome, baby. Awesome. What do you do for a living? Can I ask? Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a truck driver what i do is i um i haul cars for a um for a junkyard here in Fredericksburg. do you worry about them falling off the trailer i mean i had to drive a truck 18 wheeler and had to get my, my my license to do that and i was scared the whole time now i didn't have the experience that you probably have but i just worry that a car even well, when see, i was i was pulling boats uh, i'd be like this okay. boat's gonna fall yeah, off yeah i um so what what i um what i've got is one of uh, what they call a four car hauler so i got one over the roof Two on the bed, and then one mm. hangs out on the wheel lift. Mm-mm-mm. But I've got a class A CDL, and I've driven tractor trailers and stuff. And I've been doing, I've been doing this for the latter part of twenty years now. So I've never had one fall off the hooks. Just knock on some wood, bro. They that's always crazy. look like they're gonna fall. I know. Yeah, do you like triple check? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you even <laughs> double check at this point? No, not really. Oh, oh well. <laughs> hey. In a process that I use is what's called slinging off the. Uh, off the wheel lift so like if i have an all-wheel drive or something like I, I will hook it up and i've literally had cars come down the road all four wheels spinning on the wheel lift 
Yeah. I, he's like, I'm so good. I don't even single check. Yeah, no, no. I say the same prayer and go, oh, yeah, make sure they're all connected. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do, though. Jeff, dude, I appreciate the call and the energy. Here's what I'm going to do. You're, every day is a journey. You're taking cars places. It's been a journey for us here in Nashville, 10 years. We're celebrating our anniversary coming up in like a week of 10 years. And Hyundai wants to hook yes, random people up. And we're going to do that with you. We got a thousand bucks just for calling and being a great caller on the show that I'm going to give you today, courtesy of Hyundai. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Can you use the thousand bucks? Man, I can, man I'm going to tell you what. Look, my baby girl needs some shoes. I need some car parts. Pay rent. I mean, yeah, that that would that would work out, baby. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, baby. Yay. Yeah, okay, so we got you a thousand bucks, courtesy of Hyundai. All right, Jeff, stay on the phone. Do not hang up. We want to give you this money. All right. I hope your day is awesome. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, buddy. And you want to win some more cash, you can do so because it's just there sitting at bobbybones.com. $10,000. Get the rules and sign up to win at bobbybones.com. The last day to enter is Sunday. Let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. There's a community in Australia. They're experiencing a rain of fish. Wow. That sounds like something from the Bible. Yeah, for sure. A heavy storm blew into the area. Lots of rain and dropped live fish everywhere. What? <laughs> is this real? Yeah, took it for the water. Wow. The strangest thing is that children were picking up the fish and putting them in bottles and jars, keeping them alive. But it's the first time there's been any sort of rain of fish since like the 60s or early 70s. But how do we not know about that one? I mean, there's obviously some weather system <laughs> that's taking that water. and but, but it's so powerful that it takes up fish with it? I know. It's from wow. the New York Post. My buddy, I told you about my buddy Scotty who was ice fishing. <laughs> Love it. And he is like, he lives in Colorado. And so he, he cut a hole in the ice, and he's, he's like, I got one. finally got one. He's from Arkansas, like me. We fished a lot as kids, but never ice fishing. That's just terrible. I don't want to be cold. It's a little hole. I like to fish. I don't want to be cold while I do something I like. And so he cuts a little hole, and he's got, he's got one, he's got one, he's got one, boom, and it breaks the line. He's like, dang. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. That fish then, boom, flies out of the hole, boom, and lands on the ice next <laughs> to his feet. A tiny hole. And he wow. grabs Maybe. it, and he's like... I guess I caught it. Got it. it. <laughs> That's awesome. Why does it jump out? I don't know. I guess all it's that like momentum it, was with it. Yeah. And then he's just like, I'm free. There's the hole. <laughs> Go toward the light. And he did. And then Scotty took the picture. I don't know if he kept the fish or put it back. Oh, I would have. It's like the lucky fish. <laughs> A man with the world's longest tongue uses it to paint. That's oh. cool. I don't think paint is a euphemism, but uh, he uses it to paint. Uh, Nick Stober was awarded the world's longest tongue measuring f- four inches. Is that that long? Is it? <laughs> it's longer than that. I said that. I mean, yeah. Four inches. I mean, you have that weird long tongue that can touch the back of your. Uh. I can't. I can get back behind my. Hangy bangy. Hangy bangy. Hangy bangy. Yeah. So he paints with it. He wraps his tongue in plastic wrap, dips it in paint, hmm. and then he draws on a canvas. He says he's been given the nickname Lacasso, like okay. Lacasso. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. His paintings have been sold for up to twelve hundred dollars. What? From UPI. <laughs> Here's a very savvy side hustle. An ER nurse, 28 years old, reveals that she has made more than $2 million selling her study notes on Etsy. Wow. She She did teaching videos on TikTok as well. But again, she's an ER nurse and was like, I have all these notes, so I'm going to sell the information from them. She has over 65,000 followers on TikTok as well from her doing teaching videos about this. But again, think about that. She's made $2 million. The prices range from $2 for a single condition study sheet to $30 to $40 for her class subject packets, even a comprehensive nursing bundle for $115. $2 million in profits, by the way, last year. 
Wow. That's Holy. unbelievable. It's from the Daily Mail. I know. A gas station clerk picks the scratch-off winner for a Missouri woman. The Missouri woman almost cried. A Missouri woman has a gas station clerk to thank after winning the top prize in the scratch-off game. Missouri lottery officials say the quick trip clerk said, hmm, I think I'd play this one. It has a $5. and 100000 bucks. She won right there. That's from Yahoo. How much would you give? Yahoo's still a thing. That's <laughs> yeah, what yeah. I take. That's Yahoo's still, still around. <laughs> Yahoo. Uh, how much would you don't give to the uh, clerk lunchbox if she did that to you? I'd give her 100 bucks. Out of 100000 Yeah. She's the one that told you to pick that one? Yeah. How much you want me to give her? She I know. I asked you how much. She didn't put her money up. Sure, which is why you don't split it with her. Right, so give her 100 bucks. There you go. What would you do, Eddie? Honestly. 1000 bucks. Amy? Yeah, probably after. What am I getting after taxes? 66000 yeah, or so? so give her a grand. 5000 Whoa! Wow, good for you. Yeah, because there's no way. I probably would not have picked that card if it wasn't for her. Right. So It's very generous of you. 5000 is mean, good. What would you do? Well, since you said that, I'm going to go 5000 <laughs> I mean, Wow, bonus. That's awesome. I'm making it up. So. Think about it. You would only, you're I'm only winning because of her. If you, honestly, everything's equal. Like right now. If it goes right now and I do it, half. Half. Yeah. Half. You're crazy. But I'm going right now. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. So it's not yeah. Yeah. If I'm going five years ago, five thousand. Wow. If I'm going eight years ago, lady, I don't I don't I don't know who you are. <laughs> Was I even in this store? That's funny. <laughs> oh my God. goodness. Uh, where am I? Then I don't even know who I uh. Okay. An LA attorney blew $10.2 million in company funds for a six month Vegas gambling and partying binge. Awesome. How do you spend, how do you, oh, we how do does that. somebody, no, 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 I oh. get it. But how do you yeah. not see that? Is there not a secondary person watching the money of this account? 10 million. Dang. Not 10,000. 10 million. She was living that celeb lifestyle. What a party. A Los Angeles lawyer is being sued by her former employer after she allegedly spent over $10 million in company money. <laughs> and in six months. Mm. That's so much. Yeah, again, that's almost two million a month. How do you do that without being so nervous you're going to be caught? And also, what are you buying? To just gamble and party. Hotels. Did, was her plan to make the money back through gambling? <laughs> oh, I don't know, probably. but she's playing golf with Aaron Rodgers, and like she's got pictures with them. I mean, on the golf course. Uh, I don't know. She's having a good time. Maybe it's worth it. I just I don't wouldn't. Know. I just wouldn't have. The ability to not be scared and nervous the whole time if I'm doing something wrong. I feel like the cops are around the corner and I'm doing things right. And I'm like, I'm still probably going to get arrested. Somebody's going to frame you for something. <laughs> That's every day. That story's from Fox 7. That's a crazy one. Loud venues make you eat and drink more. There is a reason that when you go to eat somewhere, music's up loud. Because the louder it is, the faster you eat, meaning it's hard to talk to somebody. So you're just like, let's just eat and get out of here. Interesting. It's not really affecting anything in the brain. Some, some subconscious thing but what it is is it's like jamming above you you're like what ah this sucks let's just get out of here so you eat your food real quick and get out that's the science behind that that is from women's health also in the news you know and I thought this was inter- interesting for Lunchbox and it's kind of a localish deal but they're casting for To Kill a Mockingbird and I know you are trying to get into acting Lunchbox yep but they say you have to read the book first I've read it you read who wrote it Harper Lee. That's right. How did you know that? Because you read it. Because I read it, man. <laughs> I just told you I read it. He's a little. This story? Fun. Yeah. No, read- no, I, I read the book. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's my boy. Like Addis, recently? Addis, Atticus Finch. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's right, right? Mm-hmm. What's it What's it about? Uh, it's about the. Uh, uh, he's um, a slow. 
the guy's slow and I don't remember, but he, yeah, it's very sad. It's hard to describe. Yeah, yeah small yeah. town Alabama, Great yeah. Depression, and it's <laughs> a young girl named Scout whose father defends a guy who. And the whole community is impacted. But there, would you want to have an audition for this? Yes, or I a would. role here? Okay. Yeah. For Can which we, character? W- <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Scuba, do you think well, we can line this up? It. Yeah, that, I never thought about that. I'm that working on it. I know this is like a big production happening here in Tennessee, but it's got some L.A. ties to it. So I put some calls out for it. We'd let you have a few days off if you needed it. Love wow. It. Make it. It. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to film a movie. It may be a couple months. I have a feeling a role that you're going to get is not going to be a couple months, but you never know. <laughs> Oh, you never know. That's from WBBJ TV, but I do want to support your dreams. And if you land this, and we we'll get this person on the air, hopefully, that I'll give you a few days off. I mean, don't forget, I'm still going for that uh, Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah, when is that? It's coming up. That's an, ex- but that's extra. Be an extra. Uh, I'm not- <laughs> no, no, it, it, it really literally is. is. They're like, you need no experience. Just stand. I got other plans. To do what? Told you, my agent was trying to work on a love scene. No, there's no love scene, and you're your own agent. No. Okay, good one. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Uh, Those were Bobby's Big Stories. I want to go over and talk to Darla in Texas real quick. Who's on the phone? Darla, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Good morning, show. Morning, morning, morning. Um, I just wanted to call and congratulate y'all on your upcoming 10 years. Thank you. And I needed to... Thank you, Bobby, because, and all of y'all, really, because you make my days. And um, I don't want to give too much away because it's kind of personal, but Bobby, you've given me strength. Um, I needed to do something that I didn't really want to do because we've got some issues going on. And without reading your books and your knowledge from listening to you, I was able to do that. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I'm sure what you have is very personal, and, you know, tough times don't last, and tough people absolutely do, and that's really cool that you're able to take whatever that I've been able to provide from my life experiences and use it, you know, to, to your advantage. So I'm proud of you for whatever it is, and good luck, and I hope, hope everything's going well for you. Thank you very much, Bobby, and without y'all, my days wouldn't be the way they are. Well, thank you, Darla. I'll say this about you guys, too. My days wouldn't be the way they are, too. Yeah. I'd say good or bad. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. They I don't know what that means. You guys be really, sometimes yeah. be good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the phone, we got John in North Carolina. John, we appreciate you calling the show this morning. What would you like to say there, John? Good morning, studio. Morning. So I've been listening to the show for a few years, and I kind of developed a theory about the show in the past few months. Okay. Bobby, it seems like you're setting everyone up for to have their own individual successes with Amy doing the Hallmark movie, trying to get Lunchbox into acting. And my mind can't help but go to you gearing up for a governor's run where you wouldn't be able to do the show, but all your showmates would still be successful in their own right. A governor's run right this second? No, but I did consider it about a year and a half ago, and I do think that there were probably some, hey, let's kick this can for a little bit, but it could happen. But yeah, but even more, Amy's got like a podcast, she's doing live shows, the sore losers are doing great, so everybody's kind of got their own thing for sure, and I just want them to be in a good place in case I I die. Not governor. Not right now. Maybe. uh, You went to die? Yeah, God, just because I, everybody needs to just... You, you guys are good. Well, Eddie's not going to be. He left I mean, for no, losers, so he's got no... I can't even pass 25 whistles to him because he quit that too. Oh, boy. I should have had this call like a month ago. I know. So uh, I'm setting... I know. Everybody's doing their own thing. I'm just giving an opportunity for them to take this into that and extending whatever brand they can extend. So, you know, I'm going through some stuff right now. 
And hopefully, one way or the other, it'll be settled in the next few months, and we'll just go from there. But I definitely don't want to make it a big drawn-out thing, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to highlight it. But you are on to something, but not root. But maybe not. My goal is to be here and do this for years and years and years because it's my favorite thing to do still. Of all the nutty stuff that I get to do where I'm like, what planet is this? This is still my favorite thing to do by far. Like not even close. There's not a close second. To come into this room in the morning with my friends who I've had forever, even before we did this show, and do this and hang out with you guys that are listening to the show, it's my favorite thing to do by far. So I don't want to go anywhere. But I would say nature calls, but that means you got to pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like bathroom. <laughs> but you never know. Uh, thank you, though, John, and I hope you have an awesome day. And can I give a quick shout-out? Yes, sir. Family? Go ahead. Do it right now. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my beautiful wife, Stephanie, and our amazing son, Hunter. I love you guys so much, and hopefully you guys get to hear this. Boom. Or put it back on the podcast later. It'll be up online. Just go search for the Bobby Bone Show podcast. All right. While, this, while I still exist. Bye, studio. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, we don't do that. Do we do? Oh, we're not what doing do you that? mean? Well, I, I don't know what I meant. There, I just said oh. go get it while you can. Well, I'm still stuck on. You never what, know. what did you just say a nature second ago? Well, before nature, yeah, he's like, this is where I am for for now. Or no, I no, be no. Here I'm, now, I'm or... here. I want to be here for ten years. Then he we, said, die. We just finished yeah. ten yeah, years. I'd love die. to be here for ten more years. It's my favorite thing. But if I, I would be lying if I said there wasn't anything that I was going through right now professionally, where I got to figure it out in the next six months. But I'm not going to draw it out. He brought it up. It's a theory. He's pretty good. He's picking up on stuff. Okay. But that's what's up. I had a little minor breakdown yesterday. Would you like to hear about it? Uh-huh. First, we're all tired all the time. The end. Everybody's tired. Yes. So nobody cares when somebody's tired. It's like, I don't care about your fantasy football team, your dreams, or how tired you are. <laughs> are those the three things? That's it. And you're not oh. just talking about we're, we're all tired in this room, but everybody. Everybody's in the tired. Cars, yeah. You got kids. Right everybody's yes. got lives. I agree. Um, it's also when you're tired and when you're not getting enough sleep after a while, it starts to hit you or you're just, your brain's messed up. And I had one of those days yesterday where I was just completely, just mentally fried, physically fried. We had done the St. Jude Raging Idiot show, a couple of days of things leading up to it. And I went and, now I didn't watch the show, but people love this guy. And he was, also, he was also super nice when I met him. But his name is Jason Waller. He was on The Hills and Laguna Beach. I don't know which one was first. He does shows? He was on the show. No, I'm saying what you said you went to see him. Yeah. Do you know? Who, okay, so. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, my wife and his wife are friends. And he is now clean. He's been sober for a while. I think he's been open about his struggles. And he's sober. And I, he, they said, hey, would you mind coming to talk about your experience with addiction? Absolutely not. I'm proud of where I came from because I'm proud that I get to share it. I'm not always proud of exactly what happened, but I'm proud to survived it and be able to pass that information along to others. And so I go and uh, Jason Waller, dude's legit. I'd never met him. He was the nicest guy. I don't know what I expected, but he's awesome. And I was like, dude, I want to be your friend. But also I was like real tired. And it's hard to be a good friend when you're tired. <laughs> and so we go in and we're shooting and I said, he can ask me anything. I'm an open book. Like I've put it in either in my books or I talk about it in groups. Like I'll go and talk to groups privately or I'll do it on the show. And he's like, so tell me about the situation. And I go, well, um, where I come from, really small town in Arkansas, a lot of addiction everywhere. My dad left when I was six. My mom was an addict. She died in her forties. And so we kind of go through the story cause he wants it. And there were other people that were coming to lend their stories as well. And I could just feel me starting to crack. And I don't usually crack, but I was also tired. And maybe that effort to, to not crack is always, like I just have that when I'm not tired. And maybe this was more legitimate. It was like just a little more raw. 
And he was like, so what would you tell people going through it now? Man, I, I just were crying, like, mm. hard. Is this on camera? On camera. Oh. And thank God that I didn't want him to stop shooting it because it was as raw as it could be. And that's sometimes what it takes to get through to people. And I was, I was just I was crying. And I haven't cried like that in, I mean, I don't know. But I was like weeping on camera. And it was hard for me to get through it. And I was just like, you know, a lot of people are dealing with this, but nobody feels like a lot of people are dealing with it because nobody talks about it. It's not, and so it was really like, you're not alone. I promise you. I thought I was alone and walking alongside my mom going in and out of rehab when she died, why she died. And I didn't have anybody to talk to about it because I was embarrassed and I think anybody else was, but there's so many people struggling with this. It doesn't matter, rich, poor, black, white, tall, short, man, woman, addiction hits everybody. Mental health hits everybody. And you grow up either without resources or knowing, not knowing their resources, or you have so much, so many resources. It happens to people of all levels, financially. And so I'm talking about it and I just cannot stop crying. And I think it took me like seven or eight minutes, but I got through it. And then I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like I felt like I held production up and I got in the car. And again, I don't have that feeling ever after I finished crying, but I was exhausted. Is that what you feel like every day when you leave the show, Amy? <laughs> Just exhausted. You do. I mean, your body is having a release. And I think that it's good that you experienced that Ooh. and then felt that exhaustion. And then the great news is, like, when you cry, other chemicals are being released in your body that are actually good for you. And so you're going to be better for it. It just doesn't feel that way in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm better for it. No, no, you are. You mm-hmm. need to release things. That's what we were made to do. I have other holes for that <laughs> that aren't the eyes. We are also made to do that, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it's how we're designed. Yeah, I hear you. I, then we got home last night, and I was just kind of felt raw from it. And so, yeah. Kayla and I have a dinner last night, and we had carved out a couple of hours to just hang out and talk, because it's been a pretty busy week. We haven't been able to do that. Then we had dinner with no phones, and then we watched Last of Us on HBO which is awesome. We're, we're caught up now in the sixth episode. And there was a part of it where it was like a parent thing and I started crying again. Again? Wow. The only two times I've ever, oh. cr- like, cr- well, three. I've cried in front of her three times. I'm not a big, I'm an, emo- like I have these empathetic emotions, but I'm not a big crier. I hold it back. I've always felt like it's weak and not from the masculine thing, but from the survival standpoint. Like as a kid, I didn't have room to cry. You couldn't, you couldn't show weakness. Not because I had a dad. I didn't have a dad, but it was just, I was by myself. And so... I don't really cry that much. I've cried on this show a few times when it's like Route 91, like super sad stuff mm. when I just break. But I started crying. And, you know, she's like, you want to talk about it? I was like, I do not. And I tell you, my wife's cool. She's like, okay. I'm here to talk about whatever you want to talk about. As long, I wish you would talk about it, but I will respect your wish not to not to talk about it. She was like, why are you so, like, what's with, I was like, I think I'm just tired. Tired and emotional and, I just, I don't know how Amy does it every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, my hope would be it was cathartic for you and you, nah, th- maybe I'll, you slept good? Did you sleep better? Terrible. I, my, what? As Arkansas Keith would say, I came in Dragon A today. Wow. Oh, Hard. no. I got in the wrong car. This morning? Yeah. Oh. Yeesh. Hmm. Yeah. And so, I, I drive the Hyundai to work a couple days a week. I drive my car to work a couple days a week. And I got in my car first with the Hyundai key. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> then got the Hyundai that switched and was in the wrong one and then I was like I just took both keys and got in the Hyundai and drove to work and realized my bag was in my car it was, it's was it been one of those kind of mornings yeah that's mm-hmm. tough and so I got here 
and I'm good, but it's been, but everybody's tired, right? But everyone, it everyone. just resulted in a minor breakdown yesterday. I'm super happy that uh, Jason was so nice and cool and kind about it and had me come in to be a part of the story. Cause you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't always want to come on here and be and moan about how I grew up, but I'll go into some of these research meetings and are like, you know, we have new audience coming in all the time and. You know, if you talk about how poor you were, it really relates. Oh. And I'm like, I don't mind talking about it. It's my story. But I understand sometimes when people feel like, yo, we get it. Because I'm like, you know, I get it. Like, I don't really want to jump into that all the time. Every once in a while, I want to make sense because it is my story. I did. Grow, it was a really hard upbringing. But it's pretty good right now, except for some of like the, you know, the traumas. But, yeah. other, other, but I, don't, I don't know how Amy does it, you know, every day. <laughs> but it's wow. good. It was good. And uh, when it comes out, I will let you guys know and you can watch it. And I just love to be able to talk about that because that means that experience that I've had in my life doesn't go for nothing. Like the fact that I can pass down the experiences that I've had to talk about addiction and lack of mental health resources and what it, and how important it is the physical health or along with physical health. And then after that, Eddie and I went and worked out together yesterday. Have a buddy there. We're working out. We cried again. But yeah, that was mostly because it was because Kevin Klug yeah. was killing us. We're like, this sucks, man. <laughs> Let's play Riddle Me This. All right, these are riddles for kids. This is at the request of one of our listeners. We're going to play riddle, riddle Me This, and you three will play. I'll ask you a riddle. You'll have 15 seconds to get it right. If you get it right, you move on. Okay. There really is no prize. I can see if I have any money in my wallet. Okay. I'll take it. Please, please. But I'm tired of paying you guys. Like, you guys get paid to do this show. Yeah, but these are games, so now you know? I know, but it's not like extra in your contract. Like, playing a game is extra. It's like our side hustle. Yeah, you get paid extra if you win the Super Bowl. Okay, $20 to the winner. Love yep. it. Wait. If you win the coin toss after you win. So if you what? win the game, you got 50-50 to win the 20 bucks. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I have a little wrinkle. Okay, all right. I, gotta, I need the chance to win the money, too. <laughs> all right, riddle me this. Amy, what gets bigger... When more is taken away. 15 seconds, go. Oh, like what gets bigger when more is taken away? Shoot. What gets bigger? Things are taken away. It's bigger. Riddle oh, oh, me this. Oh, um, a hole. Correct. Yes. Wow, that's good, Amy. Yeah. Got it. Strong. Lunchbox. Yep. What is full of holes but still holds water? What's full of holes but still holds water? Riddle me this. What is full of holes? I mean, you could say... What is full of holes but still holds water? Earth. Earth is Um. full of holes. That's incorrect. The answer is sponge. Sponge. Guys, wow. I'm a sponge. Oh, I'm talking here. I counted you down. It's over. You had and he buzzed seconds. it. No. Oh, no in every way, I counted. You weren't but looking I up. I saw it three seconds. The it's over. You had like 28 seconds and not 15 as well. Sorry, you've been eliminated. And you said the earth. And you said I'm earth. Ta- we talk our answers. Amy was talking And I counted answer. them down and pointed, you and had- then Ray hit the buzzer. Oh, my goodness. The end. Eliminated. I never said an answer. I went- but I was talking it out. It. Okay. All right. It's 20 bucks, dude. Relax. Eddie, <laughs> what has legs but can't walk? What has riddle, legs? Me, riddle me this. What has legs but can't walk? Amy, you know it? Yep. Man, she's on it today. It's legs but can't walk. 
Answer? A worm. Ah. Sure. Worm, they have legs. You can't see them. This is the worst game ever we've ever played. Okay, you want to know the answer? Yeah. A bed. A yeah, table. or a table or a chair. Yeah. So dumb. Well, you know what, Lunchbox? I knew Sponge. Yeah, he sure did. I'm Lunchbox took like 50 seconds. It was like Earth. <laughs> we all got about 50 seconds. Amy? Yeah. You want another round? Well, do I still get a shot at the 20? Dollar? Yeah. Yeah. If legally. somebody else wins, we'll do one joke to the death. Ooh, okay. the death. Amy, what goes up but never comes back? Riddle me this. What goes up but never comes back? Riddle me this. Answer. Dead people. Dead people. <laughs> go up. Heaven. Hey, that's heaven. not bad. That's not bad. I mean, come on. Don't start on. yelling heaven. Like, you know that's what I mean. What I mean. Jesus. <laughs> Are you going to say no, no to Jesus? Jesus? Are you going to do that <laughs> publicly? I, you I give it to Jesus, bones. but he comes back. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amy. That's nice correct. Amy. Nice, Amy. Lunchbox, your chance. Your yeah. game. What has to be broken before you use it? <laughs> what has to be broken before you use it? Riddle me this. An egg. Correct. Oh, wow. I was thinking a glow stick. Ooh, like a oh, that's good, too, Amy. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I've probably yeah. given you that one. Yeah, that's you have to true. break before you shine. Yeah, like take your Molly and bust your glow stick. <laughs> Is Molly a pill or is I it have a, no idea. Yeah, yeah. Is it a pill? Yeah. Or in many ways? Scuba yeah. Steve. Scuba Steve knows it all, yeah. <laughs> it's a powder form or a pill. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Scuba. <laughs> Eddie. Yeah. What has a thumb and four fingers, but it's not a hand? What has a thumb and four fingers, but it's not a hand? Yep, I got it. Riddle me this. That's a glove. Correct. Wow. Ooh. Good one. I, I wow. Know, I did not know that one. Lunchbox. Hey. Yep. Eddie, go ahead. You said hey. That, that one just came to me. Nice crazy. What gets wet when drying? Towel. Correct. Eddie, what has teeth but can't bite? Riddle me this. Got it. A comb. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox. Yeah. I'm light <laughs> as a feather, yet the strongest man can't even hold me for five minutes. What am I? Riddle me this. I'm light as a feather. I'm light as a feather, yet the strongest man can't hold me for five minutes. What am I? Oh, breath. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Breath. Wow. Breath. breath. Hold your yeah. breath. You can't hold it for five, oh, minutes. five minutes. Wow. Eddie, what's always in front of you but can't be seen? Always in front of me. Riddle me this. What's always in front of you but can't be seen? <laughs> Got it. The future. Dang. That's right. What? Wow, now y'all are on fire. Lunchbox, what's so delicate that saying its name breaks it? What's so delicate that just saying its name breaks it? Riddle me this. Bobby. <laughs> Secret. Incorrect. Oh, I thought that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Silence. Dang. You say silence, it actually breaks silence. Oh. You can say the word secret and not break a secret. That's true. Eddie to win. Oh, I got cocky. Eddie to win. What do you taste? Mostly twice a day, but you never eat it. What do you taste twice a day? But you never eat. Taste. Oh, got it. Toothpaste. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was one Wait. to one. Hold on. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's I between didn't you get two a now. Song. I didn't oh. get my song. It's between you two. Okay. For the win and the twenty dollars. Okay. It's speed round. Oh. Buzz in with your name. Here oh we go. Oh boy. Oh boy. What word 
is spelled wrong in every dictionary. Amy. Amy. Wrong. Correct. Let's go. <laughs> I don't get it. What world? What word is spelled wrong in every wrong. dictionary? Wrong. So dumb. So dumb. Amy heads or tails for twenty bucks. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go. Give me, <laughs> give me heads. Oh, tails never fails, oh. Amy. Tails never fails. Hey, I flipped it across the room and on her desk and landed. I, yeah, it was meant to be. That's your twenty. Do whatever you. Hey, don't spend it all in one place. I Amy, won't. give it to charity. No, you keep that for you. I, know, I am. Eddie wouldn't be giving it to charity. I'm keeping it. All right, thank you guys. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Cartersville, Georgia. A 26-year-old man was working at the Dollar General when someone came in and said, Hey, I need a refund for these items. Can you put the money back on my debit card? And he did it, and then a light bulb went off. He's like, well, if I can load money to that guy's debit card. Oh, not a literal light bulb, like over his head. Yeah, yeah, like a cartoon. <laughs> Ding! Okay, okay, got it. He's like, maybe I can do that on my debit card. So just throughout the day, he started refunding things to his debit card, and wow. over a month's period, over $6,000 he put on his debit card. Over one month? Oh, my. Yeah. Bro, you got to do like... 80 bucks a month to not get caught. <laughs> not 6,000. I mean, 1,500 bucks a week. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like that happened to me yesterday. I was buying like chips at the convenience store, and the guy just got my receipt and ripped it up and threw it in the trash. I'm like, thank you. And I said, no, can I have my receipt? He's like, I can't find it, dude. I don't know. It's somewhere down there. So, but what are you saying? Yeah, what did he do? I feel like he overcharged me, and then he's going to refund back in his debit card. That, that idea just came to my head like a light bulb. Huh. I didn't think about that. You know what? You know what? The fact that you said that. Hit me with a light bulb, too. Would you use light bulb more? Because that is such a 1940s, uh-huh. like, black and white cartoon reference. Yeah. yeah. All right, Lunchbox. Yeah, he was arrested for a felony charge of theft by taking. I'm Lunchbox. Isn't that theft, though, generally? Yeah. Theft by yeah. taking. <laughs> I've never heard of theft by giving. If you pardon me on that one. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So Morgan on our show... Went to Morgan Wallen's album release party thing? His album listening party. So I got to hear all 36 songs. You got to hear or you had to listen to all 36? <laughs> oh, like, how long did geez. that take? Maybe yeah, a mix of both. It just, like, it'd be cool to go to and hear some, but there's so many. I wouldn't want to be, like, locked in a room. Yeah, and we were locked in a room. So they basically herded us into this venue where there were all these benches sitting there, and you sat on a bench, and you were given headphones, and he introduced each song, and you got to hear a minute of each song. Okay, that's not so oh, bad. Okay, then. That's better, he was yeah. there though. That's cool. But he didn't. He play? wasn't. He wasn't there for the song listening. Oh. No. What? Do you, so how did he introduce it? He was on a screen. They had all these video screens around you, like you're in an immersive experience <laughs> of his album. I did okay. a Van Gogh immersive experience like that. Yeah. But it was you like all that. over the walls. It, it, I would have liked it if I did drugs. <laughs> I don't okay. do drugs. I'd have been awesome if I did drugs. I, did, I feel like it was. There are pictures that were like shown while the music was playing, or were you staring at like a blank wall? No, there was like they had some neon signs during certain songs, or they had like generic video. Some he was in based if they had already released that song or not, like if he shot a video for it. But most of it was generic, just videos of them pouring whiskey or them, you know, at a bar. So very generic stuff. But yeah, do you like it? Immersive. Uh, yeah, and there's some there's some really big songs on the album. I would hope. Like Can you I imagine <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he puts out a new 36 songs and all of them suck. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting. I've never had that experience, but I did kind of feel like I was in a horror film for a minute. They, they locked the door. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they put the big board into the slat. Sorry, guys. Got to hear all 36. <laughs> uh, okay, that's it for today. Bye, everybody. Psst. 
There's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.